From AccuWeather.com, this is AccuWeather Daily, a brief host-read article. It's weather news in a nutshell. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more— and they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. From AccuWeather.com, this is AccuWeather Daily, a brief host-read article. It's weather news in a nutshell. Today is Monday, April 19th. St. Vincent on its knees after La Soufrière eruption devastates the island. By Lauren Fox. Ayana Bob, a teacher and resident of St. Vincent, started her day like any other, unaware that the nearby La Soufrière volcano was rumbling below the surface and would soon erupt. Bob initially received a warning to evacuate on Thursday around 5 p.m. local time, and by Friday morning, they heard a large bang. She told AccuWeather's Lincoln Riddle that's when she decided to pack up and go. Where I'm living, we can practically see the La Soufrière, she said, so we didn't leave the same night because the older ones who would have experienced the Soufrière eruption in 79 says that it usually gives you enough warning to move. The volcano eruption on April 9th brought hardship to residents across the Caribbean island, including to Bob, who had to evacuate her home on the northern part of the island. She said the island was experiencing intense heat prior to the eruption. It was very hot, like everybody complained about the heat, she explained. You would be inside and you would just... It's as if you are feeling the sun on your face. After the eruption, the entire northern half of the island was evacuated and under a red order. Another portion of the island is in a yellow zone, and the bottom corridor of the island is in a green zone, which is where those in the red zone were evacuated to. According to Sam Block, a volunteer working to provide aid through the World Central Kitchen, somewhere between 16 to 20,000 people on the island were evacuated out of a total population of 110,000. Because of the mass evacuations, churches, schools, and many individual people had to host those who evacuated. The government has set up 85 shelters, leaving the majority of evacuees to seek shelter from their family and friends that live within the Green Zone. Bob is staying with 10 other people, 9 being other evacuees. We're in a sad state, Bob said. We don't have any water currently. We've been out of water for the last four days. We recently just got back electricity, so we just got back internet yesterday. Bob said the island is struggling with a limited water supply, because ash fell into the rivers they used for water, contaminating the supply and making it unusable. We have some springs in and around certain parts of the Grenadines, so we were able to access some fresh water, very limited though, because everybody's rushing to get the water because we need to, especially with the ash condition, she explained. Additionally, she said the sheer amount of dust that has swept up onto the streets is now causing issues as well for residents. We're not equipped with the masks for this, Bob said. We have masks because of the COVID-19 pandemic that went on, but the dust is a whole different level. We need a specific gear. 
The volcano could also have long-term effects on the island's economy. As Block said, St. Vincent produces most of its own food through agriculture, which could be largely destroyed now from the eruption. Hopefully, the agriculture comes back quickly enough and it doesn't become a country that suddenly becomes dependent on importing, Block said, because it did create a lot of its own food. Volunteers are working to help those impacted, even though some of them are located thousands of miles away. All the way from Saranac Lake, New York, located 2,300 miles away, Bob's cousin Anna Barker has been working to provide aid to St. Vincent, where she is originally from. People need help, Barker said. What can I do outside of my comfort zone to get help to these people? Barker asked her local community in Saranac Lake to donate items that are needed on the island to donate to those in need. People I don't know are reaching out, helping, donating what little they have, Barker said. I am very pleased at the response that I've gotten from the community. Barker plans to rent a U-Haul to transport the donations to an organization based in New York City that will send the donated items to the island. Right now, we need water. Water is critical, Bob said, adding that people are also in need of clothes, sanitary napkins, baby products, and foods that are preferably canned, as she said she imagines the recovery process will be a lengthy one. It's not like we are going to recover in the next two or three months. It will be like a constant building back, she said. St. Vincent's on its knees now. We're on our knees. That's all for today. For your local weather at your fingertips, download the AccuWeather app or head to AccuWeather.com. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.